Hello and welcome to episode number 37 of the Ride With Me podcast. This is your host, Mufus Chowdhury. I want to wish you all an amazing Friday, a pretty crazy Friday if you live anywhere in the vicinity of Mississauga, considering the madness that's going on outside. We're getting sunlight, then we're getting a snowstorm, then we're getting a sunlight again, and sometimes we're getting a sunlight and a snowstorm at the same time. I think someone needs to call up Mother Nature and let her know that April Fool's is long gone and she needs to relax. But it is Friday after all. So we can't be too mad about it. We have to accept the weekend that's coming up and that's where all the good things come. I had a very interesting evening yesterday celebrating and hanging out and spending time with most of our candy box marketing team that went out to the Sheridan College Business Conference. We were one of the two sponsors along with RBC. We had the great pleasure of attending this event and really just meeting a lot of students and helping them with all the great things that they could be doing and all the next steps that they need to take. We also had the opportunity to hear our CEO, Daryl Kizar, deliver a keynote presentation to kick off the conference. And we also had a great pleasure sharing a branded ice cream brand called the Candy Box Disruptor, where everyone had the opportunity to get a scoop of ice cream that was styled with our branding colors and had some delicious candy in it. We truly lived up to the name Candy Box and it was really fun representing as a unit with our team. We had a lot of fun and got to meet a lot of incredible people. And one of the specific things that I wanted to lay out in this episode today was things that were being asked to me during the networking part of the event. A lot of students were coming up to us and shaking our hands and asking us different questions depending on who we were. Some of the developers were getting development-related questions and us marketers were getting market-related questions. So there was a lot of interesting conversations that were happening in between. One of them particularly asked me a question that I wanted to address on this episode today, which was about handling the things that are beyond your skill set. And he specifically pointed out the book he mentioned that there was a video promotion that I did for the book launch event that was well done. And there was a lot of artwork that was done in promoting the book, as well as the font styling that was done really creatively in the book. And he was asking me as a marketer how I was able to manage all that because it was far beyond his skill set and frankly speaking, far beyond mine. And the answer that I gave him is you don't. You don't get involved with handling that part. You find other people that specialize in those areas and you reach out to them and ask for help. Sometimes it may involve spending a bit of money and hiring them to get it done. Sometimes it may involve bartering where you're exchanging your skill set in exchange for their skills. So, for example, the video promotion that I did that led into my book launch Um, event was actually through a good friend of mine named George who is extremely talented in the field of media arts. He has a background in video production and he's so great at what he does and I reached out to him in order to collaborate on a project and in return I offered my marketing services to help him promote all the great things that he's doing. So it was a fair trade and I got a lot of value from it and I was really able to trust the talent of the video production as opposed to me trying to put a video together, completely failing, producing a horrible video, and then putting it out to market only for people to bash how bad the video would have been. So truly trusting the talent matters in order to maintain the quality that you're trying to present to the audience. 
in the same way with getting the book published, the artwork that's done on the cover, all the little chat scripts and the status boxes that you see within the book. I did what I do best as a project manager, which is give direction and build the vision, but then I got out of their way and let them do what they do best, and hence why I was able to produce a great quality book styled beautifully that I was able to present to the market. And working at the digital marketing firm, Candybox Marketing, we have multiple departments. Everyone is good at what they do. And you almost need to figure out where their strengths are at and then get out of the way, which is something I stressed a lot in a previous episode after a photo shoot that I did. And this is no different. My messages won't change in my perception of how to deal with this. Don't try to dominate in something that you're not good at. Not too long ago, I made a post on Facebook, or rather on Instagram, where I said, sucks to suck. You know, something that uh, a campaign manager at Candybox Marketing once said to me as a joke, and I always remember that as a very powerful message. Sucks to suck. And, And I actually received some very angry messages in my DMs on Instagram as a result of that post, simply because the person looked at the photo where it said sucks to suck, but didn't actually take the time to read my description below what I wrote in the comment and the caption box explaining what I meant by that. And there were some upset people that told me not to post stuff like that, said they would unfollow me if they saw something like that. They were very angry with me and I felt the need to explain myself. But if they took the time to read the description, they would have read that my message that I was trying to get across is that we all suck at many different things. We all suck at 99% of the things. But it's that 1% that we can be excellent at, truly the best at, and that's where our energy and efforts need to go. So does it suck to suck? Absolutely. But we shouldn't worry about the things that we suck at. We should worry about putting our energy at the things that we're good at. So my message to the student that asked that question was exactly that, is to not cave into the pressure of the expectation to do everything that you are not good at. Rather, focus on what you're good at and collaborate with others that are good at the things that you need to do, such as, in my scenario, the video promotion, the book cover design, the editing and font choices, all the marketing that went behind it with the photo shoots that I did, I wasn't in charge of any of those. I had the humility to let them be in charge and lead the show, and I was simply the extra in that movie. And you need to be the extra, the additional person who's not the main character, but is doing everything you can to be best at your role. And when you start to dictate how those things should be done, when you go up to your photographer and you're trying to tell them how you want the photo shoot to be done and you're giving them specific instructions in what type of lighting, what type of angles, what type of shots, you are losing in the long run because you're trying to take on something that you're not good at when the reality is the person across from you is amazing at it and you're just not giving them the opportunity to shine and that's a losing strategy. I encourage you to look for opportunities to shine and do what you do best and then find ways to be the best at what you're good at. An example, which is another question that was asked during the meet and greet, was someone that was trying to enter the podcast game. And I thought it was really interesting. It caught my attention because I actually 
not until recently have started getting a lot of questions about doing a podcast. You know, I was never known about as the podcast guy until this year. And ever since my podcast has been taking off, a lot of people have been reaching out to me with how they can do the same. And this individual had a pretty interesting idea uh, without giving away the full details because I don't think he wants me to. I just want to share that a lot of it had to do with interviewing other people. Uh, you know, getting value and finding out messages from other people. And I told him that as a big fan of listening to podcasts, I have heard of multiple podcasts that involve interviewing other people. So what makes him special? What is he doing that's different? Aside from the fact that he's trying to find his own niche, what is he doing in the delivery method that's unique that makes people want to listen to it? And it opened up his eyes and it made him immediately change his strategy. And I received a message this morning from him saying how much it inspired and helped him to get started. And I was really excited to see that he started putting these ideas into action. Guys, take this as an opportunity to really be glad, number one. Take a breath of fresh air knowing that you don't need to stress over the things that you're bad at because there's a lot of people out there that are good and great and the best at the things that you're bad at that you could touch base with in order to exchange services. But do me a favor, when you do reach out to those individuals, you either pay them for their service because they deserve it or you think about what's in it for them and you offer that to them as a service. So if you're great at something, in my scenario, I'm a great marketer. It's easy for me to go out to someone in the art department and saying, let me help you market your work, right? It's easy for me to go out to the video production guys and saying, let me help you help your video stand out and be presentable to a crowd. I know what my skill set is and as a result, I can offer to others that I know needs that. Don't offer a skill that the other person doesn't need, even if you're good at it, because you're being selfish in that mindset where you're just trying to get something out of it and offering them something that doesn't mean anything to them. So think about the mutual value. It's all about the mutual relationship. No one is taking advantage of anyone in that situation. It's all about how do you both win? And when people send me messages and want to collaborate or want advice or want to meet up, I always think about what is the mutual relationship? What is the benefit that we both can get so we both can win? And if you start approaching all your conversations that way, there is no wrong, there's nothing wrong in reaching out to someone with an ask. Asking them for something when you know that there is a mutual value. Everyone wins in that story. Listeners, thank you for listening. I look forward to kick off my Friday with some epic stuff happening this weekend that I'm excited to share with you in the coming episodes. But it's been a really fun journey. And I, as always, I really appreciate every single one of you that are listening episode after episode. If you haven't already, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Have a great day. Have a fantastic weekend. And I'll speak to you on Monday. Take care.